We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hello, it is March. My name's Dano. <laughs> That's yeah. Ice. And we are here on another episode of Dice It Up with a cool guest, Leslie Vorpaw. Hey, I'm hey, saying hey. that correctly, yes? You are. <laughs> Let's go, I think. I mean, you know, those listening now, I practiced for a good 10 seconds. <laughs> Said my head over and over again. A good friend of Ice's, a professional hooper out in London. How are you doing today? Doing great. Can't complain out in London. <laughs> it's a good day. <laughs> I was so glad to 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 know that you don't have a British accent, so I didn't have to like fake mine real quick. Yeah, I thought it'd be disappointing for you. Yeah, a lot of times people are like, "Oh, dang, you don't have a British accent." <laughs> Maybe by the end of it, me me and I will come out with some type of accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope so. I'm working on mine over here. You said "in it" already. That yeah. was yeah. That's a word that they use over here. Yeah, and then like good day. Mm-hmm. Good day. Good day. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it Leslie, good. it's great to see you. It's great Yay. to see you. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, backstory: So I met Leslie this past summer. Um, we did a camp together out in Dallas. It was like a professional and college uh, basketball camp. Really select few, tight knit group. Um, we got super close from that. Like really stayed connected. Um, and she plays overseas. We've stayed on our journeys overseas, but also what we do outside of basketball. And so just a very well-rounded person that I felt needed to be on our show so we can highlight overseas hoopers. Love it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it means a lot. You're big time. And yeah, and from that camp, I was just like one of definitely like the more outspoken leaders and like drove conversations and like really asked good questions. And later on found she was like, into like yeah doing podcasts and commentary and so it made sense so <laughs> but yeah i just can work a room and work a gym that's for sure 
good point. It's fair. Well rounded. I appreciate, I appreciate that, Dano. I appreciate that, Dano. Um, so Leslie, tell us about you. Right now we know that you're, you know, in London. Um, but give us kind of your background and how you got to where you are now. Yeah. Um, so I'm from, born and raised from San Antonio, Texas. And then I uh, went to college at Tulane in, in New Orleans, four years there. Um, and then, yeah, hopped, got an agent and hopped over, over the water. Played in Romania my first year, tore my ACL that year. So I went back to Tulane, um, mm-hmm. got, my, got my master's there. And it was just like a perfect kind of, it, it honestly was a perfect timing with everything and going back to my college and doing rehab there and getting my, um, yeah, my master's paid for and then being a graduate assistant coach with my old team. So I really, um, yeah, I loved, it was just like a God's, God's thing, all that happening all at once on the right time. Um, so then I went back and a year later to Germany and then two years in Hungary, and then now here in London this season. So I feel I'm like we're considered like veterans now. Like, yes, <laughs> yeah, you're old. You yeah. know, I'm 27, and we're considered old. So just trying yeah. to sink in a little. But yeah, a little bit about that. Like, so, so what were your experiences like in those countries? Because I feel like hearing that group, it's like a lot of different cultures and different yeah. things going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what were your experiences like? Uh, to be honest, I am just so thankful, so thankful that I started in Romania because I had nothing to kind of gauge it. And I was just kind of this like ignorance was bliss. And I was this rookie and I was like, oh, great. We, we have to walk every day to practice in the snow. Like, oh, great. We have to live in a dorm. Cool. And like everything that like wasn't ideal right now that I'm yeah. looking back to it, it was um, I just kind of took it with a grain of salt. And I was like, this is just how it is over here. Um, I'm living my dream. Um, but yeah, the culture there is just, um, the, the people, like my teammates were amazing. Um, but the culture itself and like just the vibe of like, it's always gray and, um, it's kind of, you kind of feel like the, I don't want to say like the depressed people of just like the communist, just like very, um, yeah, it was just very recent for them. It felt like, you just like felt a lot of that heaviness still. Um, so yeah, it wasn't the best. I didn't love it. (laughs) Um, you ate a lot of like fried cheese and potatoes and that was your pregame meal, you know, (laughs) very strange. Um, but then Germany was a lot better, a lot more modern, um, cool culture. Everyone was super friendly and just always had a beer in their hand. Right. Yeah. 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 Oktoberfest and there's all these carnivals and, um, very cool experience there. I was in a small, small town, um, which made it kind of cute and unique, um, and then, yeah, Hungary um, was Budapest was like one of my favorite cities to ever. Mm. And I wasn't in the, that city, but it was I would go there a lot, very close to it. And um, yeah, people were great. Um, spend, I spent a lot of like the Easter's and the Christmas with like my my teammates, families and just to kind of feel their little culture out. And um, yeah, the, the, the league was on that one was probably by far the most competitive and fun. Um, yeah. Every day you're playing against, you know, a WNBA player or a couple. And um, yeah, it was it was never a night off. That's for sure. So loved the competitiveness there. Um, and then, yeah, London is just London. Really nothing bad to say about about this. Uh, the league isn't as strong, uh, but it's it's a, you know, comfortable place to live you you actually can engage with people and socialize and um go out and yeah meet friends and and all that so it's uh, always stuff to do here I'm really I'm so I really probably London is probably one of my top places people I've already had like three people come visit because people actually want to come visit you in London 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really good with Australia. Maybe right, not, right. but yeah. And the, yeah. the the flight here was like a direct, you know, so way easier mm. to get to get on this side. Yeah. Yeah. I, I she didn't tell me that we were having a, a Texan on. Like that's, uh, that's all I should have stopped at the first word. <laughs> yeah. Like made my morning. I mean, like, how much do you miss breakfast tacos? Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Are you from Texas? I'm from Houston, but my wife went to Alamo Heights. You get it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I spend a month in San Antonio every year now. Oh, very good. I do miss my breakfast tacos. Uh, literally, funny story. I told my mom to bring like tacos and like refried beans over when she came. So we make it work. We make it it's work. Oh real. my goodness. Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, got some tortillas like on the hundred stack in my refrigerator. Yeah. I I also can't imagine like talking about playing in Germany with all the beer. I, I did two days at Oktoberfest. I think my my digestive system is forever destroyed. Um <laughs> that one weekend. Yeah, I, I um people would always say I don't like beer, so I kind of was saved in that regard. But people were like, Oh, if you go to Germany, you're gonna love it. And I yeah. tried. Like I was like the dark ones, the light ones, the every color ones and i was like this is awful <laughs> just did not like it but yeah, yeah people got yeah. crazy right oktoberfest was crazy <laughs> that's right well cool a little texan on look at us two texans bonding and, and right. not to mention, who doesn't love new orleans god have my bachelor party there like i i, I do want to live in that city at some point it's a it's a fantastic city Oh my gosh. Uh, food's amazing. Um, never had a bad time in New Orleans. Yeah, it's funny you say the food because they literally, you know how it's like the freshman t- 15 typically? They oh, actually yeah. call for Tulane, the Tulane 20. Because it's just like, <laughs> you can't, like any corner you go to, it's just going to be this good, like Southern cooking, Cajun seasonings. And I actually bring like Tony seasonings out here. Of like course. it's like a, yeah, Cajun. Yeah, you just got to have it. Of uh, course. So, um, yeah, Tulane looks good to me for sure. Um, and then it's like, an, it's kind of like a city like this where people are going to come visit. I don't know if it's poor you specifically, but they yeah. support you and like make a trip out of it. So that was a lot of fun. Just to always have people in and out of there, Mardi Gras and, and all that. So very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I feel like you've been placed in good locations <laughs> just generally where, you can see a little bit of everything and then have access to people. I think sometimes like overseas hoopers, you feel like you're really by yourself for eight months um, because, you know, people don't come visit and you're just focused on basketball. So it's really nice that you've been in locations that are accessible. Right. And that's, and that's, yeah, obviously the COVID era, like in Hungary, I didn't maybe didn't have the best experience because it was, everything was kind of like closed off and, and all that. Um, so I didn't really get a full experience of it. But yeah, on that yeah. one, that was our first year I actually lived alone. So that was mm. another thing. I came from Germany where like all six of us kind of lived in this big house and we were super close and, yeah. and then went to Germany and yeah, and you live alone. And so it's a, definitely an adjustment. I'm not saying I don't like living alone or, um, or like prefer either way that I, I kind of, you kind of adjust, you like having people around, but then you like, I became an introvert. I don't know. Right. If you know <laughs> out here but you have to learn <laughs> no you have to learn how to yeah just kind of be cool with being on your own and get a book or like yeah you kind of it gets yeah you can get kind of like wrapped in just like oh I'm just gonna watch Netflix for eight hours you know and yeah. it's just yeah you can feel like you're just 
losing brain, you know, power. Cause you're just like, I yeah. feel dumb when I get home sometimes, but um, yeah. So you just kind of have to feed your, feed your mind with good stuff when you're out yeah. here. Yeah. Well, I know from knowing you personally that you run a financial business on the side that kind yeah. of helps you fill some of that time. So uh, talk to us about how you got into that and how you balance it with overseas basketball. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, like you said, it's honestly something I never really thought I'd be doing. Um, thought it was always just going to be like basketball. So I had to kind of open that side of my brain up to like, just kind of want to learn. And I did want to learn. That was kind of how I got into it of just uh, someone sat me down and I was just kind of like, my dad was my money guy. And I was just kind of sending, I didn't know what was happening with it and why I was paying taxes and kind of very clueless at the beginning. Um, so I just was like, educate me, right? Give me something. Yeah. I should have known this. I was a business school graduate and like should have known more than I did. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I just kind of like they dumbed it down for me and I was like hungry to learn more and more and just kind of kept doing research and then just naturally started sharing it with my people, with you and um, with just kind of like what I learned. And um, yeah, just kind of, and that's giving me a way to um, just communicate with people and have that social aspect when you're overseas and, and Zoom and yeah. that face-to-face, face-to-face um, conversation. Yep. Um, and yeah, just kind of build your mind with um, things that are meaningful for your future rather than like, a soap opera you know <laughs> so yeah yep. um, in this this career I mean this is a good you have a lot of time on your hands out here it's um this team I've only we only practice once a day like mornings um so I have I'm literally done by you know by the time anyone even back home's awake and right so I can make a lot of those you know we can make a lot of those calls and those connections and, and stuff like that so uh yeah it is good money just to have on the side and like a good backup plan yeah. um and that's kind of the blessing of the timing of it all as well as I, I started this when this last summer when I didn't have a team supposed to go in August, I didn't go until like end of December. Um, so yeah. it was like three months. I was okay to like, I told my agent, like, we're not going to just go desperately to go somewhere that, you know, I'm not going to, I don't feel like I need to, I'm not stressed for money. I have this other thing. Right. And so that kind of gave me the peace of mind to wait and the ability to be here in London now, right? Someone got injured and, and something like that. So I was able to kind of hop right into this, but wouldn't have had that, right? If I didn't have that, something else coming in. Yeah. So it's been really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Finance. I'm, I'm curious <laughs> on your advice to other hoopers that want to get overseas. Um, because you've kind of managed to put together a life where you do things outside of basketball that make you money. You're able to play, um, you know, having a little bit of agency with your agent and telling him like, Hey, we're going to wait to the best possible thing because you've yeah. kind of planned out this life and these goals. Um, right. so what would your be advice advice be to some of these college players that are in March madness, probably going home tomorrow or the next day, but that want to play overseas and want to have a successful career? Yeah, I mean, gosh, start just from the beginning, starting from um, my advice, honestly, for finding an agent probably wouldn't be good. But I've had I got lucky. I got really lucky. I picked him out of like four people that reached out after season. And I literally picked him because he was the only one that I could understand the best through his accent on the phone. <laughs> yeah, literally what I based it off of. Um, so I got lucky. I'm having him literally for six six years, even when I got hurt, he was able to find me a team. And after COVID, he was able to find me a team. And um, he's just been really good and honest. And, and um, I would say kind of ask around um, 
just ask other agents and ask other teams about these agents because um, what I've noticed about mine is like people, agents love to talk mess about each other. And what I've noticed about him is he never really bashes anybody. And then other agents actually don't really bash him. And that's like yeah. a really rare thing to find um, with that. But um, yeah, just, I mean, at the end of the day, you have them for a season, right? So like, yeah. if it's not like the biggest decision, you're not like locked in for four years or anything. And um, with for the sure. agency part, but um, yeah, it's, it's all about like having that respect and that um, having that good relation and that trust and, and just communicating, you know, like, you need something he's he's working for you and um he's gonna do everything in his power and then if he doesn't you can't like i don't know i've yeah. always just had a lot of grace with it right and just like yeah with him as he, i know he's working with me and that's just like that mutual respect that comes with it um i don't know if that answered your question i was more focused on like agent part um, yeah yeah okay yeah but no. then like outside of the basketball part i would just like into the basketball part just yeah like you said like get out and like do other things is like my mm -hmm. biggest thing meet people outside of the team would be one of my biggest like advice of um don't just stay in your little circle and there's just like so many cool people to learn with and they know we're all like the nooks and crannies of like the cool little parts of the cities are and um so just get out and, like at least like once a week and like do something um in the city you know and, and yeah and even if it's cold even if yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this cold weather man you just want to like stay inside all day um, yeah yeah that would I would be those would be my two little things. Yeah. As far, and what about? As far, mm -hmm. I, I was going to say, like, if, as far as like playing, like, I guess you started in Romania, what's something that you wish you would have like researched <laughs> and known before, uh, like going to some of the countries that you played in? Like, what was like the biggest culture shock in each place? Hmm. That is a good question. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I'm looking at that one. There's this one. This one. This is just a kind of a funny story. Um, in Romania, actually, <clears throat> I didn't know it was like normal to have toilets like on the ground. And oh. this toilet was just like oh, <laughs> on the ground. But the funny part is that, like all eight of my teammates, it was like we were on a road trip and they had all went and like got out and went in the bathroom and came out with like no reaction. Like it was normal. <laughs> So when I get in there, I was just like, nobody wanted to have any comment about this. And so I literally just, yeah, you just squat in this thing. So that yes. was like, they're like, oh, yeah, they're all over the place. And I'm like, wow. So that would have been helpful to know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, that. Um. I completely remember my first time seeing that in Greece. And I was like, what? oh, my God. Like, what? what's going on here? I think it's called Turkish toilets, but they're literally on the floor. <laughs> And I just was like, yeah, like, oh, I think I have point. to hold it. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Hashtag Turkish toilets. It's a new segment. Oh, yeah. 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 Google that one. It is it's an experience. not a pretty sight. But yes, I completely <laughs> hear you on that. Yeah, that was that would have been my culture shock for Greece. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so now. funny. I'm trying to think of any more crazy things. The rules, <laughs> I would say the rules in basketball have, like, little, little uh, I've had a lot of <clears throat> my rookie year just, like, a lot of crazy turnovers with like you can't go back court when you're passing in from the sideline or um, uh, there you can't have like two people um, on the free throw line. It's like three, three, uh, yes. two and one, <clears throat> and, like different things like that where it's just like base, like basic rules that you just never really thought. Yeah, um, do your whole life. Yeah, you can't call a timeout. I got like a technical because yeah, I called like my <laughs> ball. Yeah, um, so players can't call timeouts and yeah, just like weird things like that little little 
So I wish things I wish I knew, right? <laughs> just you like, oh, the American. Yeah, like, oh, the rookie, you know, the rookie. Um, so that's kind of funny to learn about all that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's my favorite thing to take advantage of in rec league. It's like, uh, end of it, like, you know, end of a game, we're up, it's a running clock. I'm absolutely fouling. Like, and they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm sorry, it's strategy. Like, deal with it. I don't want to try that hard in defense. I'm going to foul and waste 10 seconds. So funny you would be that guy. That is so funny. Yeah, yeah. that is. We have three more actually that I can do. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm, like I'm trying to wrap this up. Right. <laughs> Get a lead on your own. Like work hard at the beginning of the game. Yeah, that's me. Ball, Take ball with, like, the whole quarter left. Just pass the ball around in rec league. No shot right. clock. Absolutely. Yeah, well, they, right, they changed right. the rule the next season. They they instituted a, a shot clock with no real shot clock. It's a guy yelling it out. It's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> I hope the NCAA watches this and they can implement that. Just have a guy yell it out on the side with the oh, shot right. clock. Like, yeah. I'm like, this, this, this guy's getting paid $15 an hour to yell numbers? <laughs> yeah, right. Literally, hey, he probably loses his voice. That's a hard job. Yeah, I can't imagine. And then, what do you do when like someone gets an offense rebound, kick out, up, three, two, up? Yeah, four, I know, five. right? Like, yeah. <laughs> he, he don't even know the rules. Yeah, he doesn't. That's funny. Oh my goodness, that's funny. Um, Leslie, obviously, we're in March, so we got to talk about March Madness. Um, you know, what have you been paying attention to? What are what are some games that have really shocked you? Yeah. Dano and I haven't even really caught up on everything. Oh, look at your bracket. Yes, how is your bracket doing? <laughs> I only get the girls, the girls' side. Um, yep. Right, I did it with a couple of teammates too, and it's looking pretty good. Like my, <laughs> even with Stanford losing, we're okay because they weren't even in my final form. I had oh, Iowa, Iowa in the final four. That's my team. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't think they're going to get past South Carolina, but I just, it's kind of cool, like what Caitlin has done. Like, I was just talking to one of my friends yesterday. Like, I don't think Iowa would be, I don't think I would ever watch an Iowa game, right? Like, never in my life would I put an Iowa game, but it was like kind of what she's done with that program and just like how entertaining she is to watch. Like, even my European, like my British player uh, teammates are watching her, you know, like they've yeah. been watching her. Every, the last couple of years and so she's just um what she's done and and what she's done for herself and like her future it's just like really incredible um so i yeah. love watching her caitlin clark's a beast um yeah. but yeah i love seeing all these new teams you know like indiana virginia tech i love i love all that yeah. new kind of just these new names uh people are i don't know people might be sleeping on yukon because they just got like it's just yukon they always figure out a way you know right yes <laughs> literally really always um but yeah it's been fun to watch a lot of these games are like at a good time for me because they're they're earlier in the day and so I can watch like at least the early ones um so I've been keeping up with it but not so much them inside but I obviously I've seen the upsets and I watch like the highlights and stuff but yeah I'm locked into the the women's side yeah well you know me being me being a proud jersey girl um I couldn't help but see how it was all the jersey teams that have sent some of these power five schools home really like I I was actually calling the Princeton men's basketball games this past season on radio so I like feel like oh my gosh like this historic run I'm high key part of because like I was there in the you know building blocks of it Mm -hmm. so cool yeah Yeah. I interviewed him and him (laughs) (laughs) right 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 like that's my guy actually we're cool (laughs) yeah that's awesome 
But, Very yeah, cool. Do but, you miss um, doing that? Do you miss the? Would you? Would if you weren't playing now, would you be like um, interviewing and doing the commentary and stuff for these March Madness? Yeah, I hundred percent think I would have gotten some games. Yeah, um, which would have been cool. You know, it's uh, it would have been probably like high highest stakes games that I've ever called. Like I've done some tournament things here or there. Um, mm. But yeah, so I feel like that would be pretty cool. But um, I think that the best thing just about March is like from the basketball mind perspective, like how some teams really are just bad matchups. Like you just understand that matchups become everything. Like it's yeah. less about yeah. scheme and different things like that. And then also the teams who have perfect or near perfect systems. Mm. Not like it's not always about having the best players. I think we see that all the time, but just like if you get, a solid system and the matchups are just a little bit in your favor. Yeah. Like, you can really beat anybody. Yeah. And like, I even called um, the upset with uh, Florida Gulf Coast because I'm just like, I remember playing them and they have the exact same kind of system that they run of just like running gun, pulling threes, right? Like, yeah. Five out, drive and kick. And they're all like, they recruit all shooters, you know? And so, yeah. I knew, like, and I put them in an upset because I'm just like, they, people sleep on them because they're just like, they don't look athletic really. And like, yeah. But they yeah. just have it down, and uh, yeah, sure enough, I think it was like a five versus eleven seed or something. They they beat Washington State, and I was like, wow. yeah, 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 so, yeah. You're so right about that. Just stick to what you yeah. know and hit shots. You know, it's a good little right. good little recruiting recruiting model for sure. Just get some yeah. get some shooters. <laughs> no, definitely. Oh, I mean, I... Ole Miss uh, head coach, dice it up, guest coach yes. Joe. I mean, just you know, defense and athleticism also goes a long way like yeah i don't i don't care what i mean i think scheme wise you can't turn it over three times in the last minute of a game and the traps everything was absolutely perfect Tara got coached out of her shoes in my opinion um yeah. i'll say it uh <laughs> but i i just think also, the pressure is another level for a lot of these players, even though some of the players that had a lot of mistakes are seniors. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing like it. It's the best. It's yeah. – it's, uh, I'm so glad you get to watch. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, you think about Stanford, right? You think about, you know, how technically sound they are and their system is perfect, but, like, under what pressure do they really play against the Pac-12? Like, mm -hmm. what is a team in the Pac-12 that really plays defense, like, defense first? Yeah. You know? And yeah. so it's just, like, it doesn't really – when you think about it like that, it doesn't surprise you that an SEC team that's all about defense, which you kind of have to be in the SEC, like, all SEC teams have that in their DNA, where okay. they like to defend. The South Carolinas, the Tennessees, <laughs> like, the Mississippi States. Um, mm -hmm. I started rooting for Mississippi State. Did you guys see the coach's video? That oh, was yeah. – uh, where he was like challenging, he was like, talk to me nice. He was challenging um, some of the famous people who did not put him on his bracket. So, like, he was like, called out Obama. He's like, Obama, talk to me nice. Literally <laughs> 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 hilarious. Like, my favorite video I've seen all week. Oh, it's gold. It's gold. It's gold. I mean, uh, <laughs> Iowa was held to under 80 by Georgia, you know? Like, well, yeah. I, I bet on Iowa to win by 10. Um, yeah. So, super mad about that. But. <laughs> uh you know um is what it is uh lsu's defense was actually showed up yesterday too um holding michigan under i think 45 points like yeah. just master class yeah. 
we always yeah. struggled. We played LSU every year at Tulane. Like, they were our rivals. And we always – it was always such a low-scoring game with them. <laughs> it was just, like, mm. 30s and 40s. Like, that – it was just crazy. We are like, how do we only score four points? Let's go. <laughs> well, it was like, crazy. Both teams, I mean, it was weird. It was like they – they did a lot of their zone back then. And – um but it was like an active, weird zone that you like still couldn't get a shot off. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And now that they got a player going for like twenty and twenty every game, and it's not even a big deal anymore. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know she's a beast. Like, yeah. this is what's needed to do to win. So we just need you to do it every night. <laughs> it's a, I mean, there's some fascinating matchups coming up. I don't know. Is there anything y'all are excited for? I mean, I love, I love the thought of LSU versus Utah. Like, just, <laughs> like, I mean, Alyssa Peely is amazing but you know um going to be hard to to beat lsu on the boards and it's it's very rare they get beat on the boards but the guard play from utah also is just extraordinary um yeah lot i mean they both play with speed but uh i think the the amount of three-point attempts that utah gets up is is uh way up there compared to, to lsu yeah for sure. for sure yeah i'm looking forward to the um it's like I love watching like Virginia Tech. I haven't really watched a lot this season until this. Yeah, literally, yes. this, uh, how it started and love their guard, the point guard for one. And then, um, but yeah, yeah. Them, I think they play what Tennessee, but I think I'm looking forward to that that matchup. Yeah, um, yeah Tennessee yeah, beat Toledo, barring something yeah. crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Georgia Tech point. The Georgia Tech point guard is um, Australian. Her wow. name is uh, George, yep, her name is Georgia Amor. Um, I was watching a lot. I watched their games in the ACC tournament, and they have been red hot. Like, right. they have their last six, seven games as a team, they have clicked, like, on all cylinders. Um, I'm talking, like, beat beat Duke by 20, a team that prides themselves on, like, Carol Lawson defense and made it seem like there was they were virtually just running practice plays against them. So okay. I feel like okay. they're red hot. Right. I would have loved the defense to be a little bit better. I had I had an under in that game, one, oh, a one thirty one yeah. and a half. Of course, it yeah. finishes at one thirty two. <laughs> oh my gosh! Awful beat. I I put on Twitter if this game doesn't go under. I said the night before if it doesn't go under. I got to get a tattoo, so I got to get a tattoo now. Oh, um, it just it's it's been one of those tournaments where the data's not working out. But you know yeah. we move on. we're gonna go on a run here. Who do you yeah. have? Like, who do you have in your final four? Uh, uh, I, I have, I have Maryland, um, over South Carolina just for, because everybody else has South Carolina winning it all, you know, um, are you hopefully not betting on that? <laughs> don't get in oh, another bet on that one. Just, just oh, well, it down. it's, it's good. It's good to bet on that because like, okay, like all I have to do is bet, you know, like. A hundred dollars for South Carolina to base or to for Maryland to win that game, and I win like thirteen hundred, right? Yeah, because of the odds. Yeah. Now, now, what we've seen with South Carolina a lot is they're they can easily be down at half and then live in the game. I just bet South Carolina like I did yesterday. They were only up, uh, I think six at half. Yeah, only yeah. up six so at half and win by thirty one. <laughs> So then I then I then I pivot. They don't always start that fast, but like I wouldn't sleep on Maryland. Like they're they're kind of nasty. They're Maryland's sick. always good, but Maryland's always good. I just feel like they're always respectable, but I just feel like it's been a while since they've hit like that 
that next step, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like now we expect them to get to Sweet 16s, which, like, it's pretty impressive, obviously, if you're French Freeze. But we expect them to get to Sweet 16s, you know? And then it's like, yeah. ah, they don't get to Elite Eight. Like, we're not surprised. We're like, ah, we yeah, 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 exactly. You know, that, one of those. But who else do you have, Dano, besides oh, South Carolina oh, yeah. or Maryland? Maryland? I do have Iowa. I have Iowa beating my horns. Let's go. Um, I have uh, Virginia Tech. And yeah. then... The, the other side. Oh, Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, I, I have Indiana winning it all. I think Indiana is the most Ooh. like balanced, sound Ooh. team. They, yeah. they are, they are a machine. It's it's beautiful basketball to watch. Didn't even have yeah. McKenzie Holmes last game and still won by thirty against a team that could shoot the ball. Uh, okay, excited yeah. to watch them play tonight. Nice. What about you, Ice? You said you had you had Iowa over Texas. Uh, to get to the final four, yeah, yeah. So I, I picked Vic Schaefer. I just, I just, I, I'm telling, you, I just believe in that Texas defense, bro. Oh, like, I just feel like, I feel I like do. come tournament time, like you always have a chance if you're Vic Schaefer and you have that level of defense. And I just feel like that, that's what he breeds. Like he brings that. Yeah. Ah, look at you! <laughs> I can't believe you believe in us. Oh my gosh, that's great. That's um, funny, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm too, worried about like, I tonight, them, though. I saw them early in the season in the Bahamas, and I'm just like, now nah, I'm really a fan. Like, I met you guys, I watched you, I called your games. Like, we're actually cool. Like, yeah. but I, I believe in their philosophy, and I just, yeah, I feel like they've been through a season play Louisville, where they got. Man. Say it again. So you saw them play Louisville. Um, <laughs> they played Louisville at that tournament. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Marquette. Yep, I did. Yeah. Yeah, because so both, both of them had got upset and lost. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a, I mean, Ori Harmon also didn't play in that tournament, yeah. but still, it just was a lot of growing for them. But Texas, um, South Carolina, uh, I agree with Indiana. Um, yeah. I, even though I haven't seen them a ton, I'm just like, yeah, I feel like they just, they seem like they're calm, cool, and collected, um, like they're going. Mm-hmm. But I have South Carolina winning it. Um, Same. Same. Yeah, I just, I think, uh, I don't know. I just think that they've got, yeah, I think they got a group of some of the best players and just the best system. Yeah. Um, and scared. I think it's it's so hard. It's so hard to prepare for. It's so hard to prepare for. Mm, um, and they just scary. wear teams out. So, yeah. yeah. I like the, I mean, when I, the, the Vic Schaefer, man, he, I went to like a Texas A&M camp when I was really young and he was there. And we did like, he was just like defense only in like his group. And it was like the most intense camp I've ever been. It was just like a camp. I was like an eighth grade or like freshman, you know? And it was like, tonight! <laughs> <laughs> and like the ball would get, they were like, and then like, you know, you still get the ball even if you're denying sometimes. He'd be like, do it again! Do it yep, again! yep, yep. Oh my yeah. God! <laughs> Definitely. He definitely instills it in them. Uh, and I just went to their Texas game when I was home. And, mm. yeah, he's like great energy. He's just, like, running up and down. And you can tell his players, like, really play with, like, for him. And yeah, uh, he brings out the best for sure. So, um, yeah, that's a good. That's a fair, that's a fair one to have. Yeah. 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 I can see it. And I don't think the basketball world would be surprised. I think they would be like, yeah, like he's yeah. he keeps getting here every year for a reason. So, true. yeah, true. Um, but I'm excited about it. It's been really, it's been, it's been a really cool tournament. Um, there are some upsets that like I love, like the, you know, the credit that Don Staley gave Norfolk. 
you know, just saying that they're not a 16 seed yeah. because like some of these teams, they just constantly get put there because of, of how we do the tournament. But maybe those things need to change. Maybe criteria needs to be different. Um, yeah. But uh, Princeton, I know Princeton women's basketball, like I, I had saw their seven and 10 matchup and I'm like, oh, man, that's an upset. And I'm like, yeah. it's not even it's not really even an upset. Like they just play yeah. such good basketball. Yeah. Nice. Um, but no, nah, it's been it's been definitely fun to watch. Um, so, what are your plans for the rest of your season? When does your season wrap up? When are you guys looking forward to playoffs and things like that? And then yeah. the plan to get home. Yeah, so I think mine's kind of a little later than like the most of my typical European seasons. Um, we we go to like mid May, so we still have like two okay. more months. Um, but like it's kind of weird. A lot of these games that um, I wasn't here for in the beginning <laughs> of the season, they like rescheduled. And so we have like 10 games in April. We only had like four a month and now we're like just cramming it in all before playoffs. Um, so April is going to fly by. Um, yeah. We're currently first in the league right now. So we should, should stay. We have our, nice. we have our, like our trophy finals, kind of like a, we had our cup final. Now we have a trophy final and then we have a playoff final. So there's yeah. like, all the, let's get all the trophies, right? That's the yeah. player. Um, they're just like making up tournaments just because, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We have that next week, uh, like a final, and then we have finish out the rest of the regular season in April, and then it's only like three games for playoffs in May. Um, okay. So single elimination, and yeah, we just have three rounds, and so that that'll go quick well, once a week, and so I'll be out of here May May fourteenth. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So awesome. it's fine, but um. I'm like, this is like the one time I'm like, can we slow down a little? Yeah, <laughs> I still want to yeah. Some things, you know. Like I I'm in London. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do love it, and I've only been here for, I mean, honestly, the eight month versus the four month season is just like mentally so much easier, and um, yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of the way to do it. <laughs> but obviously, it's not, can't always do it. But um, yeah, it's it's been easy in that regard of like, oh, I'm already about to go home. You know, I just got here, type of thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been good. Awesome. Season, yeah. So, well, we wish you the best of luck on the rest of your season. Thanks so much for hopping on Dice It Up. Honestly, it's been mad fun talking to you. So um, no surprise, though. That's why we had you on, because I was like, Dale's so going to love you. And I, I kept the texting part a secret, you know, yeah. added that little yeah. surprise there for y'all. Oh, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> love it. I love it. <laughs> and I love the Dice It Up, too. That is very clever. Ice, Thank you. Ice, ice. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. This was great. Good to see you as always. Um, do it. Let's do it again. Can't wait to hear the next people you got on here. I'm a follower yeah. now. Love it. Up, Love yeah. it.